Hello again. I'm Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. Hello again. It's hard to believe we're already in March. At the end of this month, we'll be a quarter of the way through 2014 already. So, no time to waste. Straight into the show. And our opening march this month was published some 91 years ago in the very first issue of the Salvation Army's Festival series in 1923. Departed Heroes is a musical tribute to those Salvationists who've gone before us. One of many great marches composed by Bramwell Coles, it's played here by Hendon Band, Departed Heroes. <laughs> Thank you. 
have happy memories of playing that march many times with the Portsmouth Citadel Band. It remained an ever-present on band programmes for the first few years after I moved to the city 30 years ago this year. I'd never lived anywhere longer than three years before that, having lived in 13 different towns and cities in my previous 21 years of life as an OK. OK is an army term for officer's kid. I have to say I loved all the moving every year or two, although I'm well aware not all OKs shared that enjoyment. When my parents moved to Portsmouth, the Songster Brigade had already recorded their second LP, In the Strength of the Lord, and from that record comes this all-time favourite, I've Joined the Army of the Lord. singing along there with that great song, Herbert Booth's words and Phil Catlinet's wonderful tune and counter-melody are still a popular choice in army meetings today, of course. Well, after a march and an opening song, it must be time for the singing company. And this song is rather newer than the two pieces we started with. General John Larson's son, Kevin, works tirelessly for the Salvation Army in California. And he's the writer of the song that they'll be singing for us. Do the impossible. Jesus, 
was the massed singing companies of the Southern Division there blessing us with that song. Well, this programme seems to be shaping up into something of an old-style Sunday afternoon praise meeting. I'm sure, like me, many of you have happy memories of those, although three meetings and two or three open airs on a Sunday hardly marked that day as a day of rest for us, did it? But with the loss of the praise meetings, the army lost one of the types of peace that we just don't seem to have been able to find a place for. You might call it the Sunday afternoon selection. And so, as a reminder, here's one of the very best examples of that genre. Charles Skinner's 1965 selection, Songs of the Soldier. <laughs>
once again, I'm absolutely certain that many of you will have been singing along there with some of the songs featured by the ISB. Saved and kept by the grace of God, ever thine, a wonderful saviour is Jesus, and several more, of course. Great stuff. In the nine months now that going to the army has been in existence, I've made so many new friends in all corners of the globe, and I'm always delighted to hear from you with comments, stories or requests. One of the ways listeners have found to keep up to date is through Facebook, and the Going to the Army Facebook group is now up to almost 2,700 members. One thing I love to see is when someone posts the words of an oft-forgotten army classic, and it was such a posting recently that prompted the inclusion of this next item. I don't know an awful lot about Alice Georgina Edwards, but she was a frequent collaborator, it seems, with Richard Slater in the Army's earliest days. And this song is the only one I can find for which she wrote both the words and the music. Arranged here by Norman Bearcroft and delightfully sung by Jackie Proctor, this is Lord With My All I Part.
One of the places I was happy to live for a couple of years in my childhood was the little Yorkshire town of Heckmondwyck. My youngest sister Ruth was born while we lived there and we lived in a little flat above the hall that I'm reliably informed is now used for Bible studies and so on. But living there meant at the time that I could go to bed on a Tuesday and spend a couple of hours before sleep listening to the band practice. One week, I must have been about seven or eight years old, I remember jumping out of bed and running into the front room to talk excitedly to my mum. Hey up, Mum! Have you heard what band are playing? I took great delight in informing Mum that the band were indeed belting out the famous hymn Polly Put the Kettle On. Of course, she didn't believe me at first, but over breakfast the next day, Dad did confirm that this was indeed the case, the nursery rhyme in question having been not too subtly incorporated into Terry Camsey's new selection, Happiness and Harmony a piece that was based on three songs by the much-underrated army composer Colonel Douglas Kiff, the first two of which were also at that time part of the singing company repertoire at the corps. The piece instantly became a great favourite of mine, and it was one that I couldn't wait to join the senior band and play. But strangely enough, more than 40 years later, I've still never had that privilege. Never mind, we can hear it now from the LP Sounds Triumphant and played once again by the International Staff Band.
Kevin Larson. And now it's time to hear from his father, John. This beautiful song is from the musical Spirit, For Jesus' Sake. And incidentally, the soloist on this recording is none other than Bill Davidson, once of the Joystrings, but for many years now the pastor of the Church of the King in New York. I recently bought Bill's new CD of worship songs from that church's website, and it's well worth checking it out if you've missed hearing his lovely voice recently. For Jesus' sake. For Jesus' sake. For Jesus' What will you do for Jesus' sake? What will you dare? What will you bear for Jesus' sake? For Jesus' sake, not for not for the sake of those you love what will you risk what will you stake what will you give what will you take for Jesus' Jesus' sake. 
I always looked forward to the beginning of March when I was growing up. First of all, it meant that February, the dreaded self-denial month, was finally over. I used to go collecting every night in February to keep my dad company, and I have several DHQ certificates in my papers telling me how much I'd managed to collect each year. I found one recently that told me that that year I'd collected £147.36, and written on it, in the back, I'd put that that came from 23 nights collecting, including two pound notes. How times change. The other reason I loved the end of February, however, was that March the 1st was St David's Day. And even back in those days when I spoke with a broad Yorkshire accent, I was always a proud Welshman. I would wear a real leek and a daffodil to school and continued to do so right through my own teaching career later in life. Then, at the end of the day, supper would always be a cheddar cheese sandwich with that raw leek cut up and included as the extra ingredient. Well, Dad used to say that an apple a day might keep the doctor away, but an onion a day keeps everyone away. So, happy St David's Day to all those who are blessed enough to be Welsh. And here is a real treat. One of the most popular Welsh melodies has always been Joseph Parry's gorgeous Mavanwi. I was recently asked to find some music for my old friend Malcolm Young in Cardiff. Malcolm's dad, Les, used to be bandmaster at Cardiff Canton, and his dad, Ernie, before him, was my dad's bandmaster at Cardiff Stewart Hall. Both Les and Ernie used to take me to Ninian Park as a boy to watch Cardiff City. Les is now very elderly, and he wanted to hear a setting of Mavanwi to words by Major Charlie Gollidge, who spent some years serving in Cardiff and playing with Stuart Hall Band. I couldn't find this piece then when he asked, but now I have, sung here by the members of Morriston Band on a weekend visit to Droitwich in 1980. Priceless treasure. <laughs> Thank you. 
beautiful words and music there, especially for St David's Day. Well, talking of Cardiff Stuart Hall, it was the city centre core in Cardiff that closed when the hall itself was compulsorily purchased by Cardiff City Council in the mid-1960s. And it always makes me a little sorry that I don't ever recall going there, the nearest, I suppose, that I ever had to a home core. But I know that my dad and several of his brothers were in the band there years ago, Peter and Trevor being two of those who I now know regularly listen to going to the army. In fact, Uncle Trevor recently asked if I could include his request to hear Lloyd Scott's hymn tune arrangement of St Bees. And of course, the answer is yes. So here is that lovely setting of John Bacchus Dyke's hymn tune, St Bees.
time now for another song. And we heard one piece earlier from the pen of the late bandmaster Phil Catlin, eh? So now we're going to hear another. This time, though, with words penned by his wife. It's another of those fine, toe-tapping songs that he seemed to be able to produce. And this became a favourite for ladies' voices for many, many years. And it's heard here by the National Songsters under the leadership of another great army stalwart, Muriel Yendel. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Citadel, from which that recording came, describes the National Songsters as a 30-piece vocal group of young lady Salvationists who, when they sing, wear the familiar Salvation Army bonnet, which undoubtedly enhances the appearance of the ensemble. Well, whether or not you agree with that sentiment, I'd just like to say that I've got reason to thank God for so many of those great Salvationists of the past who've contributed to my own development as an army musician. Amongst them, I'd include people we've mentioned already this evening. Muriel Yendel, Phil Catlinay, Ernie and Les Young, John Larson, Terry Camsey, Norman Bearcroft, all of whom I was privileged to know and meet personally. But we've still got time this month to focus on two more amazing Salvationist musicians who've given so much time energy, talent and skill to our movement that I simply cannot imagine what Salvation Army music would be like today if they had never existed. The first of these is retired bandmaster James Williams of Enfield Citadel. 
Bandmaster Williams recently celebrated his 90th birthday and he's still very much an active part of the army music-making scene. I saw him just last week in Poole supporting yet another new generation of army music makers at the final concert of this year's Territorial Youth Band and Choir. He was part of the famous Rose Hill Band, soloist with them and with Tottenham Citadel Band before taking up the baton and serving for half a century or more at Tottenham and Enfield as well as for many years at Cobham Hall and many other music schools Oh, and a whole lot more on top. So firstly, let's hear the bandmaster as a cornet soloist, playing Eric Lydson's Happy All The Day with Tottenham Citadel Band, this recording taken from one of the old Regal Xonophone 78s. <laughs> Thank you. 
remember Bandmaster Williams, of course, as a conductor and interpreter of army music almost without peer, I do also remember him as a player. In my first year at the National Music School at Cobham Hall, back in 1979, I recall him playing the cornet solo obligato part in the massed band's performance of Three Spirituals. But we're going to hear a recording now from the very peak of James's work with Enfield Citadel Band in the 1980s, playing Robert Redhead's festival march The Sound of the Gospel on a BBC bandstand broadcast back in 1986. So we wish you a belated happy birthday and also a massive thank you to the Lord for Bandmaster James Williams. The Sound of the Gospel. Thank you. 
finally this month, a nod in the direction of the forthcoming celebration of Easter. I often think that we don't quite make enough of our preparations for Easter each year. We have Advent to lead us up to Christmas, of course, but in just a month or so, Easter will already be upon us. The supermarkets are already full of chocolate eggs and hot cross buns, of course, but to help us focus on the coming of Easter as Christians and our gratitude for a loving God giving his Son to die on Calvary for our salvation, we're going to listen now to a recording of Major Leslie Condon's Song of the Eternal. I've spoken on the show several times now about Leslie Condon, including marking what would have been his 80th birthday and the commemoration of 30 years since his sudden promotion to glory. But I've been asked to let everyone know about a very special concert that's to be held at the Regent Hall on Saturday the 8th of March. It features Croydon Citadel Band, Regent Hall Songsters and two internationally renowned soloists, Brett Baker and Les Niche. The concert, featuring Les's music, is in aid of the Leslie Condon Trust. And even if you can't attend, maybe you'd like to celebrate Les's massive contribution to army music by making a donation to the Trust. This recording is from June 2005 and was recorded in a concert at Bristol Eastern Corps by the band Fuoco. Fuoco were a composite band made up of Salvationists from across the United Kingdom territory and conducted by John Corrie, who of course is the current bandmaster of the Enfield Citadel Band. It was my privilege to play with the band on this occasion and I remember this as a very special performance of a tremendous piece of music and certainly one of the highlights of my own musical life. So giving thanks to God once again for all the musicians who've contributed to going to the army over the past nine months, and with prayers for the continuing soul-saving service of Salvationist musicians all around the world, this is Song of the Eternal. Until next time, God bless you all. <laughs>
Thank you.